right, we're either going to be bankrupt because Bale's not going, or we're going to yeah. win the league. Another day, another season. I'm Ian Wallace and this is YE1 Daily. We hope you're all staying strong and healthy and taking all the recommended precautions as society continues to come to terms with a coronavirus-induced lockdown. Part of the crisis is, of course, that we are totally devoid of sport, though perhaps a break from Spurs is something we all needed after a chaotic 2019-20 season so far. Dan Dawson is back again to talk 2013-14 and so to Asim and Peter. How is everyone doing, guys? Good, good. Nice. Good to yeah, see you. Good. How is it? How is it in the country, Dan? It's quiet. I mean, we've backed right onto a National Trust forest, so we've been out every day just on an hour walk with the kids and you just don't bump into anyone. It's a bit like going to the Emirates. It's totally <laughs> stuck. It's like walking over London Bridge right now. Don't worry about that. Before reflecting seven years on from the seven, in inverted commas, bail money signings, we'd just like to share with you listeners a trend in a- anecdotes you might have noticed from one of our ever-present participants. Peter, food and drink clips, if we can play those ahead of IT. Peter, you and I have certainly had enough time to digest what we watched tonight. What's your non-knee-jerk take on that game? Well, the digestion of the burger was a lot more pleasant <laughs> than the digestion of the game. Sunrise Park in January is a very painful place. Is is that one of the coldest grounds in the Premier League? It was freezing January. I I think I bought a tasteless cup of coffee just to keep my fingers warm. Perhaps a low point was getting mugged off by Juventus. I was eating a very expensive, tasteless pulled pork Wembley baguette, which uh, (laughs) stuck in my throat. And in my teeth, and, uh, and yeah, bit, bits of cabbage from it uh, sort of like scattered around my feet, rather like our Champions League hopes. I uh, remember being done over at some kebab house in um, the Tottenham High Road. We, we sort of waited for this, and this guy steamed up behind us, jumped the queue, and got a table with all his mates, and we were just, I was left to eat my kebab on the street. He took the last bit of food, the last bit of donut, or something, yeah. Some jobs were steward. Refused to let me take my burger in. Uh, and so I had this huge burger, you know, that sort of somehow, sort of on the blind side, managed to smuggle it into my bag. But then I didn't enjoy it because Aguero took us apart in that game. We had a centre back partnership of Fazio and uh, Kabul, and they just got absolutely <laughs> taken apart, demolished. Peace, I'm loving this. Eat or drink anything special during the 13 14 uh, campaign? Actually, I didn't, actually, because um, <laughs> I didn't actually go to that many games that season uh, uh, my stomach tended to be a bit knotted up uh, too knotted up to consume anything uh, on the sofa <laughs> or I was watching most of the games actually from behind the sofa that season yeah I think I think we can all we can all agree with that Paulinho Nasser Chadley Roberto Saidado Etienne Capui Vlad Kirikes Christian Eriksen and Eric Lamella all arrived in the summer of 2013 for a combined total of exceeding 100 million in a mobbed attempt to replace Real Madrid-bound talisman Gareth Bale. Um, looking back, how do we feel about that window at the time? Dan, you've, you've got some uh, interesting thoughts on this. How did you feel in the summer at that time? Yeah, I, you know, I said yesterday about, you know, foot, never let a football ruin a dead of football. You know, this, without a ball being kicked, we were all 
kind of going, this is the greatest summer of football ever because Spurs had just built themselves this incredible team that were going to win the league. And Bale wasn't actually going to go. We were going to keep him and we'd have all of them to take on the, the top of the uh, premiership. Uh, last night, me and some of the guys I sit with did a, uh, a Spurs quiz on, uh, on a hangout over a couple of beers. And one of the questions was to name the seven players, the Magnificent Seven, as you call them. And the one everyone forgot was Vlad. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which is ironic, really, because it's the one no one really wants to remember either. <laughs> but I think I think we can all agree that um, Sim, how did you sort of feel at the time? I mean, it, it, it was like... It was like being a kid in a sweet shop, wasn't it? Every day they seemed to have a new signing. How did you feel, Sim, being a lot younger at the time? Well, yeah, I mean, Dan was right. It was it was fifty fifty on whether whether Bale would stay or not. I mean, even if Bale was to was to stay, which some of us were kind of clinging on to that hope that he would stay, but I think even if he did, even if he did go, we we kind of convinced ourselves that we wouldn't need him because of just the the sheer kind of bulk of players that are coming and. The, you know, the, the stories we were getting about Soldado being this third top scorer. In, uh, I mean, Ricky's talked about how his goals were very misreported in Spain because a lot of them were penalties. But what we were hearing was that the three top scorers in Spain were Messi, Ronaldo, Soldado. And that was what we were being spun. And we were also being spun yeah. the fact that Baldini, the, the technical director, was, was this messiah that had, that had come into the club and... He worked with Capello and and worked at some big clubs. And we just we we'd been told by the media that basically Levy was a genius and the structure of the club was was going to be better. The structure of the side was going to be better because we were replacing one world class player with seven top class players. It was um, it was exciting times, but it quickly turned to absolute disaster. He he is a financial genius in my eyes. Anyway, uh, it's funny you said it actually, in because uh, I remember at the time they kind of those we signed three of them in one day as well, didn't we? There was a kind of a yeah. magic day on the in the window <laughs> where we signed three in one day, and we were like, "Wow, I mean, this is incredible!" But I think he was bargaining all of that all of that money away without having the money to spend because he thought that if he'd announced because that deal for Bale was announced, was was actually agreed ages ago. And he had the money in the bank, but he didn't want all the other clubs to know that he had the money in the bank because he thought all the people that he would go to get would cost him twice as much. Yeah, he so would show a, your hand. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a bit of poker from Levy, and I think that was probably a bit of a masterclass, really. And I wanted to sort of state that the manager for this season was AVB, and he was manager until 16th of December. And then from then on, we had the Messiah who uh, built up our youth team, apparently in his eyes, Tim Sherwood from the 23rd of December. Pete, how did you sort of feel about the management going into the season? AVB spending all that money, how did you feel? I just thought I had mixed feelings. I mean, I started, I suppose, with a lot of people with that little, a little bit of mood of optimism, the fact that you had all these players coming in. I mean, we were on holiday in um, Corfu, family holiday, and... It just seemed like every day we were signing, signing somebody, <laughs> and uh, I remember sort of like coming out of a bar and somebody saying, "Oh, you've just signed Ericsson. and uh, Lamella came really highly recommended from Italy. I think he came from, and yeah, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of AVB in terms of style of play, uh, but you know, I, I still I had mixed feelings. I thought, well, it was a lot of players to try and mould into a team. So, yeah, some mixed feelings about it, really. We had 18 players went out for a, a total of about 116 million. I'm just going to throw 
some names out there who went, just for the listeners. So David Bentley went, William Gallas, Clint Dempsey, Stephen Corker, Huddleston, Scott Parker, obviously Gareth Bale went. And also um, a youngster, John Bostock, who was meant to be the great, uh, yeah, the great hope. Guy, Dan, yeah. do you remember John Bostock? Yeah, I do, yeah. You get those players, don't you, where you, where you see them on the back of the programme, kind of, in the high numbers and you go and you talk about them you look at some youtube clips and stuff and, you, and john bostock was one of them that was was talked about a lot but a young harry kane was around the same time so you know he was you know, there were there were those players coming through yeah there was but it's interesting again 18 more more sort of ins and outs 24 loans that season 24 loans and 18 players out i mean just the turnover we must have a bloated squad in this season as well but if i can sort of just give some facts of the season we finished sixth in the Premier League in this season. So, Peter, do you think finishing sixth in a season like this was not a bad performance, really? I just felt, given the fact that we got really tonked in a lot of games, I thought, Sim and I call it the tonkacious season, (laughs) I think. I think I'm really surprised we finished sixth, really. We had some horror shows in that season. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sim, do you want to talk about some of the horror shows we had? Because oh, there, there were some shockers, weren't there? Yeah, I, I mean, the season didn't start too badly, did it? I mean, it was a bit of a, there was a bit of facades, really, with with the results. We were winning games, but we weren't really scoring any goals. I think Soldado was hit, hit two penalties in the first two games to win them, and there was a Paulinho goal at Cardiff and a turgid one 0 win, and I think Sigurdsson played well in a, in a Norwich game as well. We won four from our first five. But we just looked completely disjointed in those games and it was a real kind of like, like I said, a, a, a real facade. But then it just all seemed to turn one, I'm sure Dan was there, one horrendous October Sunday post-Europa League against West Ham. Ugh. 3-0 defeat. Ravel Morrison. Do you remember that, Dan? Yeah. yeah, I do. But I don't think it was the worst of the season. I think the Liverpool, um, the Liverpool one was worse that season. 5 nil <laughs> at home. Yeah, it was just so bad. So bad. And I, I think that was on the back of, was it just after the City game as well? Or was the, was the City game just after it? Yeah, I, I just remember like dreading that Liverpool game after the City game. And then, yeah, it was, I think, I, I, I actually didn't feel as bad at that West Ham game because I kind of a bit, it was, I thought, oh, it's a bit of a freak result. But that Liverpool game, we were just terrible. There were some really bad games at White Hart Lane, um, performances from Spurs. That season, when you sent me that we were talking about the season, I went back through my um, through my photo roll to have a look at the game that uh, like, tagged everything as Spurs. So I went back through and I <laughs> I found some pictures from the crowd from when we played Palace and Jason Punchin took a penalty at our end, and it was probably the worst penalty I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Um, and it, the funniest thing about it is I actually punched the ball when it was in the crowd, but oh. it only came. I was in road. I used to sit in row twelve, but that penalty went to about row thirty-five, <laughs> and someone had punched it back down to row twelve, and I punched it back on the pitch. That bad, brilliant. <laughs> I thought someone caught that penalty in Enfield, didn't they? Mm. <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. I remember going to the Newcastle game at home uh, where we lost one nil, um, and I remember the atmosphere in the crowd. It was back to the days when possibly the early nineties. I don't know if and you guys, Peter, did you feel that, or did you, you said you didn't go to that many games that season? But when you did go, did you feel the crowd were a little bit? Yeah, it was it, like the old days, really. Yeah, it felt like a bit toxic, really. Under I, mean, I don't think the fans particularly warmed to AVB's style of play, really, because he was playing with these inward inverted wingers, didn't he? Like. 
playing, Yelena was playing on the left and, and Townsend who was left footed was playing on the right and so the team was just playing really narrow, you know, I just seem to remember. Yeah. yeah. The Newcastle yeah. game, was that the Tim <laughs> Crew? that was the Tim Crew game, wasn't it, where he made about 14 yeah. steps and we lost it on that. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we pummeled them and lost 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ri- and do we do we think um, Sim? Do you think obviously AVB got sacked on the twenty third of uh, December? Ironically, the day before we beat Southampton away, but it was a few days, be- a week before we, we got beaten by Liverpool five 0 Do you think we he should have possibly gone after the Man City six 0 like a month earlier? Sim, do you remember? There was a Fulham game that that me and Pete went to at Craven Cottage and. We won that game very... I mean, we went behind in that game and it was a, there was a real feeling that that could be his last game in charge if we lost it. And we went behind in that. We turned it around and there was... You talk about limbs. I I think some of my, some of my favourite limbs of all time was Lewis Holtby curling one in the top corner. Yeah, oh, wow. And, um, yeah. and that, was, that felt yeah. like a... That was a false dawn. We went on to win the next game away at Sunderland and... You know, you, you thought that it might be turning and then just that Liverpool game was just a, was just a horror show. And I, I think... I felt the one one guy I felt really sorry for that season was was your namesake Dan Michael Dawson because he just got absolutely annihilated in all of these games. Yeah, yeah, it was the beginning. It was the end. For him, the beginning of the end. I think. Yeah, yeah I love Michael Dawson. <coughs> when, when we had Michael Dawson, it was the only time as a as an adult it was acceptable for me to have Dawson on the back of my shirt. <laughs> 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 and and my mates that I sit with, when whenever we used to sing, there's only one Michael Dawson. Always used to shout, "There's only one Daniel Dawson." Because around, it was like, brilliant. Don't you make your staff do that at work, Dan? <laughs> yeah, every time I walk into the office, the narcissist in you. Just to go back after, so obviously, so Tim Sherwood was um, was appointed in December. Then suddenly we went on quite a nice little bit of a run. Who, you know, I, I sort of quite liked Tim Sherwood at the time. Peter, did you like him at the time? He brought back Adebayor. Yeah, yeah he did. He was training with the kids and he brought him back. And he seemed to sort of get a tune out of him for a little while. You know, he must have been not sort of giving him a contract or whatever, but he seemed to get get him sort of like at least running. And for a short-lived period, it looked like he was going to turn things around. But um, it, it all then went south very, very quickly. Peter, what what would be your best result of that season from memory? Oh, I just, I, I Simeon sort of echoes. We were at Fulham for the uh, away game, and just the fact that we dug that game out. But I can't remember many high points. But I remember the the elation when Lewis, Lewis Holby scored that goal. I remember him yeah. curling it into the top corner very late in the game, ripping his shirt off, and just a great, great, yeah. great moment. No, uh, in, in a very dire season. Yeah, Dan, what, what were your memory? What was your best uh, league game that season, do you think? Best league game, I think, yeah. was probably the two-all draw with United because Sandro's goal, that was Oof. just... Oh, it's a great goal. Goal of the season, that was that season for Spurs. Yeah. But the, the best memory about that season was the fact that Sherwood started to blood Kane. That's where we first saw Kane starting to yeah. football. And I think... The result of that, you know, is that Potch obviously saw that and he saw that the youngsters coming through. So for me, it wasn't he, that he brought back Adebayor from training with the kids, is that he started to bring through a couple of the kids that he was training into the first team. And I think that's what that's the only thing that we can thank Sherwood for. Yeah, the rest of it was under Sherwood. Was It was all about him, wasn't it? It was never yeah. really about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. It was about the Tim Sherwood show. And that, I just I can't stand that in any manager. 
Well, can I just tell you a little, as an aside, a quick story about Tim Sherwood? Because when he uh, was a youngster at Norwich, they used to do these little interviews in the programme about, you know, like, name, where you're from, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the questions was, team supported as a boy? He said, Arsenal. When he joined Spurs, he said, oh, I've always wanted to play for Spurs. Glenn Hoddle was my hero growing up. You know, I supported Spurs. So I think that sort of says the measure of the man, you know, it's all <laughs> yeah, about exactly. just... Mm. Being everyone's friend, if we can, if I could sort of move on to the FA Cup, which was another absolute disaster. We got beaten by Arsenal in the third round. We don't really want to <coughs> dwell on that. But I was at that game, Ian. Oh, really? uh, well, that was that was uh, Theo Walcott getting stretched off that game. Correct. <laughs> and he yeah. did he did the famous hand gesture, and he was absolutely pelted by coins. <laughs> hey, I, I've hated him ever since that, Dan. You. Yeah, I mean, I saw so many memes after that because um, the following season, we I think we beat them the following season and there was kind of the hand gestures were back again for that one. He missed the World Cup, didn't he? Was it World he Cup did, yeah. Uh, Theo Walcott, two days later, was ruled out of the World Cup or Euros, I think, with yeah. the crucial injury. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you, you never really wish that on a player, do you? especially one of, your, one of your own country's players. But there was, I remember there was, there was an eeriness and a word that was going around Spurs fans of... Karma, if if you, uh, yeah, you know, and yeah I think I a bit, that's that. a bit, it's a bit harsh. Uh, um, that was an unfortunate thing. Um, in the League Cup as well, we sort of uh, got a little bit of momentum. We beat Villa four 0 in the third round, and then we beat Hull City on penalties. Unbelievably, eight seven Spurs winning a penalty shootout. But then in the next round, we went um, one nil up against West Ham at home. Adi Bayor scored in the sixty seventh minute, and then. West Ham won 2-1 with goals in the 80th and the 85th minute. I mean, that, that season, West Ham beat us three times. I, I I cannot tell you, coming from a family of West Ham fans. Oh, that's sickening. Oh. It's a sickener. Yeah, that was Sherwood's first seems. game. And, that was Sherwood's first game, wasn't it? And he you know, he, he brought back Adebayo for that game and he scored straight yeah. away. I don't think he'd played a single game on the AVB. Like, like what Peter said about him yeah. laughing when he missed that penalty and everything. I, yeah. I don't think AVB ever forgave him for that. Yeah, no, you don't do that, you know. I mean, this 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 season that 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 season got really really dark. I mean, to lose to work to Arsenal in the third round of the cup, and then to lose to West Ham in the fifth round, it was really dark season. But then we had the Euro- we were still in the Europa League, and we had a group stage of I don't think I can pronounce any of these. They were pretty low level, but then we won our group, and then we went out to Benfica. Actually, anyone remember that, Dan? You didn't go on any Europa League trips that year, did you? It was a, definitely a no travel year. We just had uh, our second kid. The, the Europa League is a is an absolute millstone, I think, if you're in it. So hopefully this season we won't get in it, which possibly is very likely. I mean, I can't think of anything positive in that season apart from what Dan said about a few of the youngsters who um, started sort of to come through the ranks there, which which was good. I'm just looking for some stats of players who played. Sigurdsson was a shining light. Yeah, he was good. Sigurdsson. In fact, he scored that goal in the in the in the penalties game. I think he, I think that was one of the goals of the season as well. Yeah, and Tom Carroll sort of broke through. Alex Pritchard, he played in um, a couple of games. Ryan Fredericks, who's playing for West Ham, isn't he now? He he sort of was one of our youngsters there. But I think it's pretty much a pretty uh, forgettable season. If I can sort of go around the table again, Dan, if you can sort of sum up the season in one or two words, turgid. <laughs> I think that I think that pretty much sums up uh, Sim. I, I will say embarrassing because I was I was 16 at the time, so I was in year 11, and I remember every single day going into school and just getting laughed at by my friends. Like, ah, you lost six nil. Ah, you lost five nil. Ah, you lost four nil. Like, it was it was horrible. It was really horrible. 
yeah, it's I'm embarrassing. Sure it, embarrassing. And Peter, what's your word? Just before I get to the word, it's just Sherwood's post-match interview after the Chelsea game. It's hardwired into my mind because he he spoke really candidly of a lack of gut, lack of fight, players being too nice to each other in the dressing room, too nice to chew each other out, and that's just the word I'm looking for, I guess, is spursiness. That was the height of Spurs in the last season. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just want to throw another stat out there. Our top goal scorer in all competitions was Adibayor with uh, 14 goals. And when you think over the past few seasons, you know, Kane's at 40, 30, Son's at 20. I think it sort of sums up sums up the whole season. Adibayor being leading goal scorer. Oh, yeah, and Yamatong was leaning against the wall in the Anfield Tunnel as well. And it's, he had the really sort of terrible body language that I think... Soon as called him out about it, you know, you know, cause he was yeah. sort of like looked like though he wasn't up for the fight, like you know, and not bang at it to use. Um, I mean, one of his, uh, do 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 you, do you think, guys? Obviously, we we in hindsight now we're looking. Do you, do you think that was the you know that that was the real low point? Because this is the last season before Pochettino came in. Do you think this was the real low point? I think so. Yeah. 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 Hit the, who hit the bottom? Yeah. yeah. Rock bottom. I got one thing to say. Quite interested that you're the the Spursy line there, Peter, because I've, I've had that thrown at me a number of times. Yeah, you know, so that's so Spursy, um, and that was definitely a Spursy season. For sure. But I, t- I tell you, what's worse, what would be worse, you know, obviously we've we've not got any football on at the moment, but uh, this time last year we were on a terrific Champions League run, um, which ended at, 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 in the final. Obviously, um, it would be much more Spursy for that to have happened this year, where the Champions League. <laughs> They're going to get canned, or yeah. or we'd be or top of the league. You know that would be the Spursy thing. So you know, yeah, kind of feel for Liverpool. Right. This season gets voided after they've been waiting thirty years for to get their title back. Kind yeah. of feel for them a little bit. I, I, I do you know what Dan? I had a conversation with a Liverpool fan last night. I actually feel for them because this that's something which happened to us, like Allah the Chelsea thing when they uh, won the Champions yeah. League and we didn't get in the Champions League. So I sort of feel feel a little bit for them. But anyway, and guys, as well. I, Leeds, yeah, Leeds. Leeds United. Yeah, you're right. That's a, it's a yeah. bit Leedsy, isn't it? If they don't make it up, when they've been <laughs> yeah, yeah. championship. Leedsy, they they are very much like Spurs, aren't they? So, yeah. oh well. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that come to an end of, of that. Dan, have you enjoyed uh, enjoyed your little stint? I've absolutely enjoyed it. It's been fantastic talking about football again. We had to sign you quickly because we we knew another podcast was interested in you. When you get back to the Christian growth time, fantastic. (laughs) 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 Peter and Sim, thank you as ever. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great. And keep keep safe, guys. Keep safe, listeners. And uh, keep sharing and keep listening, guys. Keep all safe. See you later, Dan. And see you later, guys. Cheers, man. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Bye.